Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with WXPN's John Morrison. Hey, John. Hey, what's up, Robin? It is New Music Friday, that day of the week when most new albums come out. We go through a great big pile of them. We find the best ones we think you should hear now. We'll just tell you right off the bat, at the top of the show, the biggest release today on the list of albums out on September 3rd is the new one from Drake. It's called Certified Lover Boy, a highly anticipated, super hyped release. And virtually no one on the planet was able to hear it in advance, including us. John, I tried to tell him we were kind of a big deal. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, but they, they weren't having it, no. <laughs> so if you want to hear more about the Drake album, NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast, we'll have a, a bigger discussion on it next Tuesday, September 7th. We are kicking off this week's New Music Friday with an absolutely stunning new album from the rapper Little Sims. It's called Sometimes I Might Be Introvert. of a young messiah. I see sinners in a church, I see sinners in a church. Sometimes I might be introvert, there's a war inside. I hear battle cries, mothers burying sons, young boys playing with guns. The devil's a liar, fulfill your wildest desires. Now I don't want to be the one to doctor this, but if you can't feel pain, then you can't feel the opposite. The fight between the yin and yang's a fight you'll never win. I study humans, that makes me an anthropologist. I'm not into politics, but I know it's dark times. Parts of the world still living in apartheid. But if I don't take this winner's flight, that's career suicide. Though I should have been a friend when your grandma died. I see the illness, see my aunt laying in her bed. I see her soul rising as her body gets closer to death. This is Little Sims. Her new album is called Sometimes I Might Be Introvert. This is the opening cut called Introvert. And John, man, right out of the gate, you can hear she is taking an absolutely enormous swing on this album. Yeah, absolutely. Her music generally, Little Sims has like a lot of fire, a lot of complexity, her production, and the musical choices that she makes are always top-notch. And she, she seems to like rhyming over like these epic gorgeous pieces of music and i was excited to see this record coming out yeah i was totally blown away by the whole record her flow and her lyricism and the production i thought it was all just breathtaking you know just so expansive and ambitious the record seems to be mostly about two things first it's a, an album about empowerment you know and taking pride in who you are but also an examination of her her own fame and how it's changed her over the years yeah, it definitely seems like throughout this record, she's wrestling with a lot of questions of her own identity and her place in the world, wondering if the fame and the, the prominence that she's achieved in recent years is worth the toll that has taken on her spirit. But it's not a record that wallows in this kind of stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's yeah. very much an optimistic and like triumphant feeling record. You never feel like you feel like she's under pressure. But it feels like she's handling the pressure and, and really overcoming it. There are a bunch of these really fantastic interludes on the album. And I want to play just one of them to give people an idea of what they're like. This one is called The Rapper That Came to Tea. Oh, hello. You're early. We weren't expecting you today, but since you're here, please. Sit. Would you like a cup of tea? There you go. Now, we'll be a full house today. And many are unaware that you are joining. Not to be alarmed. 
I'm sure it will be fine. However, the extroverts like to be entertained, and I was told you don't talk much. A question if it's I just, may. It's so cinematic, and it just creates this rich world that you can step into. It's gorgeous, and, and I don't know too many people... You know, we, we throw the word genius around a lot, <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? And, yeah. and I don't know really anybody who's making music like this, somebody who has this kind of command of, of sound and, and emotion through music like Little Sims is, is displaying all over this record. I agree completely. I kept thinking, man, she is not messing around. <laughs> on this at record, all. it's huge, <laughs> huge. It is, uh, I thought, monumental at times. Uh, the record, Sometimes I Might Be Introvert from Little Sims. And if you want to see her perform the song Introvert and a bunch of other tracks, we have a new Tiny Desk Home Edition video that went up just earlier this week of her, her performing. And John, you'll be back in the second half of the show to talk about another album out today that we're loving, the new one from LaRange. Uh, but first, I want to go to the reggaeton singer and songwriter Jay Cortez. His sophomore full length out today is called Timeless. <laughs> This is Jay Cortez's new album is called Timeless. The song we're hearing from it is Los Bandoleros and Ana Maria Sayer from NPR Music's Alt Latino. Back to talk about this one. Hey, Ana Maria. Hey, Robin. How's it going? All right. Jay Cortez is a, an artist who he spent a lot of time early on in his still very young career writing songs for a lot of other musicians, but this is a real flex for him as a, as a solo artist. You know, Jay Cortez is one of those artists who I think everyone is watching right now. He's being talked about in all kinds of circles as someone who not only is on the rise and is incredibly popular and is collaborating with just about every single notable name in the reggaeton and, and Latin music world generally, but also as someone who's really not afraid to experiment, to think outside of the box, to do different things. So very excited to see that he's he's producing a sophomore album. And as you say, he's a, a real rising star in reggaeton, but he, he really expands his sort of his palette of sounds on this album quite a good bit. He, to me, embodies this beautiful example of what is reggaeton. I think, you know, people have this conception of it's attached to this specific beat and this and this specific set of sounds. And, and in part, that's true. But I think the tradition of reggaeton is being experimental, is not being any one thing. I mean, if you look at all of the big reggaeton artists right now, they're always experimenting. They're always trying different sounds. You look at Bad Bunny, you look at J Balvin. You know, they're not afraid to go and mix with bachata or mix with boleros or even mix as 
Jay Balvin did before and Jay is doing on this album with EDM house music. They both did collaborations with Skrillex. Yeah, one of the things I really liked about the record is is just how it gets into your bones in wonderful ways. You know, just some really cool hooks and drops in the production. He's got a really infectious rhythm and flow to his voice. I, I don't know. I, I found it to be one of those records that just keeps sort of looping in your brain long after you listen to it. It's really, I think, a great work. Jay Cortez is the artist. His new record is called Timeless. Thanks so much, Ana Maria. Thanks so much for having me. All right, let's do one more album before we take a break. It comes from the jazz pianist and flautist Kirk Leitze. Out now on September 3rd, his new one is called I Will Never Stop Loving You. I don't know why, but this music just takes me back to thinking of a time when everything was just okay <laughs> right. in the world. Uh, a little yes. simpler, maybe. This is Kirk Leitze, the pianist and flautist Kirk Leitze. His new album is called I Will Never Stop Loving You. This is the title cut. And Nate Chinin with WBGO and Jazz Night in America joins us for this one. Hey, Nate. Hey, Robin. It is uh, pouring rain here in D.C. right now. And uh, this is one of those records that can completely take you away in just the most beautiful way, you know? Yeah, it's a beautiful, solitary, yet welcoming, inviting atmosphere that he creates here. And Kirk Lightsey, he has a history of exquisite solo piano performances. In, in fact, you know, he's a great ensemble player, but he kind of had a sort of fame in the early 1980s with a pair of albums titled Lightsey 1 and Lightsey 2, which were also in this format. That was a long time ago now. He has seen a lot and done a lot and been through a lot since then. And so in a certain way, this is an update to you know those celebrated earlier recordings. You know, you, you really feel the mastery at work on this album. There's such a lightness in his playing. It's it's sort of radiating light, but also lightness just in the weight. Of his playing, I'm I'm a lifelong piano player, and I, I I don't know how to articulate that kind of sound that he gets. Yeah, it's like touch articulation, right? You know, these mm-hmm. the basics of his interaction with the instrument, and then it's paired with this extreme harmonic erudition. You said radiant, right? You can see yeah. light shining through all of these chords that he plays, and you know, as you listen to what he does with the thematic material, you can get a sense of these minute sort of second by second decisions he's making too. Mm. Yeah, I I think of him as a fairly noted improviser and was thinking that he was kind of sticking to the road a bit more maybe on this record with these pieces. But you're right, it's these minute second by second choices that he's making. 
he's not an ostentatious improviser. Right. Um, and, and there's an interesting inscription on this album. Um, it's really the only text on this album other than the production credits. It just says, patience, a lesson in patience. My whole life seems to be about the lesson of patience. Patience with myself. It's like a Cohen, you know? It's, yeah. it's so, there's so much there. And I yeah. feel like you hear that self-interrogation throughout this recording. Kirk Lightsey is the pianist. His new album is called I Will Never Stop Loving You. Thanks so much, Nate. Thank you, Robin. We still have a few more albums that we want to play for you on this week's show, including new ones from Iron Maiden. Yes, the Iron Maiden, the hip-hop producer LaRange, and more. But first, we need to take a short break. Support for NPR and the following message come from BetterHelp, offering online counseling. BetterHelp therapist Hesu Jo shares the unique benefits of therapy. Being in therapy is this very intimate, unique experience to have this other person see you, this other person acknowledge who you are and accept all of it, you know, and like figure out the bits and pieces that you don't want to accept to change that stuff for the better. Even if you're not struggling with something necessarily, but you just want to learn a little bit more about who you are, you want to function a little bit better in your relationships with people or change the way that you approach habits, doing that together with somebody else can be very powerful and impactful to talk this out and process this together as two humans. To get matched with a counselor and get 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com songs. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton, and we're doing a quick rundown of the best albums out now on September 3rd. We start the second half of the show off with the veteran metal band Iron Maiden. They're back with their first new album in six years. It's called Senjutsu. that riff man that is right a, that is a freaking riff this is iron maiden the new album is called senjutsu this is the song days of future past and here to talk about what is a, an absolutely epic album from iron maiden is npr music's lars gottridge <laughs> I, I have to you know full disclosure i was listening to iron maiden maybe 40 years ago and they've been together longer than that you know and if you told me we'd still be talking about new music from them uh, this far along, I probably wouldn't have believed it, but man, like you said, listen to that riff, the guitars on this, the songs, their vision, 
everything I think are it's just all fully intact. I mean, 17th album in 46 years from one of the greatest heavy metal bands of all time. That's not hyperbole, it's a fact. The album is 10 tracks over 82 minutes, so it is long and at times unwieldy, but this has been Iron Maiden's mode lately. These grand, sweeping epics that tell these larger-than-life stories. Iron Maiden may sell out arenas, but their music lately has been more tailored to concert halls. Most of these songs are like 8 to 10 minutes long each. They sprawl, they have many movements. I can, I can imagine, like quite a stage production for whenever Iron Maiden can tour again. They do use a lot of runway to get these songs going. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> but, 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 but it works, so I think it still pulls you along. I never found myself feeling tired or like the sound was getting tired. Yeah, and there's also, and this is something that Iron Maiden's been doing a little bit more lately, but there's also a little bit of nostalgia. My favorite song written here by the bassist Steve Harris is uh, called The Parchment, but it's a, a song that nods to the Egyptian themes of Iron Maid's 1984 album Power Slave. So that's like a nice, it's a nice little Easter egg for Iron Maiden fans. And it also kind of ties into kind of like a, a broader idea about Iron Maiden, that history, mythology, and religion have always played thematic roles in their work as a way to teach lessons from the past. But the thing yeah. I've noticed lately is that those lessons have been more about ancestral wisdom and mortality, that what we do on Earth matters, and that how we act and protect each other ripples outward. And you heard that on the last record, Book of Souls, which came out in 2015, um, about what happens after we die. And this new album is not a concept record, but it, it does continue the idea that we're not long for this world, yeah. but that our spirit lingers after we've left. Well, it is a journey from start to finish, and uh, rock is not dead. Iron Maiden with their 17th studio album out now, it's called Senjutsu. Thanks so much, Lars. Rock on, Robin. All right, let's completely change gears here and go to this incredible debut album from a singer known as Lady Blackbird. It's called Black Acid Soul. Torch my heart, burn my soul. Box of cinders, five feet tall. Truth be told. The branches fall, and I still feel five feet tall. This is Lady Blackbird. Her new album is called Black Acid Soul. This is the song Five Feet Tall. And Radio Milwaukee's Tariq Moody here for this one. Hey, Tariq. Hey, Robin. How you doing? All right. This is an artist you turned me on to, Lady Blackbird. She's otherwise known as Marley Monroe. She's based out of L.A., and... Uh, as I said, this is her debut album. It's a mix of covers and original songs. And man, her voice is just extraordinary. It is uh, definitely one of the most unique voices uh, of the year. My One of my DJ idols who I look up to, Giles Peterson, dubbed her the Grace Jones of jazz. And I couldn't agree more. Her style, if you look at her Instagram, just her fashion, her style, her uh, energy, 
it does remind me of Grace Jones, but the jazz she sings, it is timeless. Her voice is timeless. But the first track I heard was Blackbird, which is a cover of Nina Simone, uh, which is an interesting song because the song's all about uh, black women and their struggles and pains they go through. Why you wanna fly, Blackbird? You ain't ever gonna fly Why you wanna fly, Blackbird? You ain't ever gonna fly I love the pulsing bass oh, yeah. in this song. Yeah, it just moves it along so perfectly. The producer, Chris Seafried, created a, a magic with Lady Blackbird. It's like, the what I love about this album is the beauty and its simplicity. But yeah. don't let the simplicity fool you. It's complex and it's textured and it's emotional. And every track, my hairs crawl and goosebumps come on. And once the bass line or the pianos or her voice hits my headphones, I'm just hypnotized. Lady Blackbird is the singer. Her debut album is called Black Acid Soul. Thanks so much, Tariq. Thank you, Robin. All right, another album out now on September 3rd that we're loving comes from an artist known as Baby Queen. It's called The Yearbook. This is Baby Queen. Her new album is called The Yearbook, and the song we're hearing from it is called Raw Thoughts. NPR Music contributor Serena Turos here to talk about this one. Hey, Serena. Hey, Robin. Baby Queen had an EP out and a bunch of singles. She's calling this one a mixtape, her debut mixtape, but um, she's new to me this week and I think probably to a bunch of others, so let's just start with who Baby Queen is. Yeah, Baby Queen is the music of Bella Latham. She's um, born in South Africa, but based out of London, and my friend former NPR music intern Joshua Bote introduced me to Baby Queen. This album really is about the coming of age, and a lot of people might think of that as more of their teen years, but Mm -hmm. um, Baby Queen has said that those years are nothing compared to the ages of 20 to 23, which is what most of the songs on this album are about. And I happen to think all of it's hard, and we should just be kind to ourselves. There's a lot of, like, incisive 
social commentary about what it means to grow up in the age of the internet and, you know, being kind of bad-mouthed by earlier generations that created the world that you grew up in. Oh, interesting. I've never had anyone put it quite that way, that we're responsible for the world that that (laughs) has made you who you are. Yeah, Um, on the song Narcissist, she sings, like, who do you think created the internet? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, you guys did. (laughs) Oh, right. Oh, gee, I, I wasn't expecting you to hold a mirror up to me quite quite like that. Now now I've got a lot of reflecting to do, but um, I really like that she focuses on the, the early 20s because I'm with her. You know, I don't remember anything from my teen years at all, but oh my God, the early 20s, it's like, that's when you realize, I guess I better get a job or something. It's just suddenly you're out there on your own and just not entirely sure what to do. Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of, set in place milestones up until the age of maybe 18, 21. And then after that, it's like, there's no more script. And I think that's when things start to fall apart. If you have are a very meticulous person and you're like, okay, I did not plan what was going to happen next. And I think right. once you get off book, you know, it's a lot harder to figure out what you want in life. I, I read an interview where she said she wants to take something painful or, or disturbing and make it sound beautiful and happy. And I, I think that's what she does so well on this record. And it's what I love about these songs. Just her, she has kind of this deadpan delivery at times. And as you say, these super catchy pop hooks and these bouncing rhythms, you know, all while she's reflecting on some of her worst thoughts and memories. And I, I love that kind of contrast. It really makes these these songs stand out, I think. Yeah, I mean, one of my favorite words is oxymoron, and I feel like that's exactly what she's doing. She's taking a dark subject matter and turning it into something bright, and she's taking these problems that are created in a digital society of, I feel like narcissism goes hand in hand with self-hatred, which is also something that she sings a lot about on the record. I think it's like a really brainy, smart debut. Baby Queen is the artist. Her debut is called The Yearbook. Thanks so much, Serena. Thanks, Robin. We've got one more album that we want to play for this week's New Music Friday, but first, there are a few other notable releases out today that I want to mention, starting with the band Imagine Dragons. Their new one is called Mercury Act One. It was produced by Joel Little and Rick Rubin. Mercury Act One from Imagine Dragons. The rapper Dalmu the Fudge Monk has a new one out today called Conversation Piece, and that's P-E-A-C-E, Peace, Conversation Piece. It's part of this new series called KPM Crate Diggers. They opened up the KPM Music Library for the first time to give uh, some select artists total access to sample the KPM archives. Damu the Fudge Monk is the first artist in the series to do it again. His new one, built around those KPM samples, is called Conversation Peace. And there's a new remix album for Lady Gaga's Chromatica out today. It's called Dawn of Chromatica. It features remixes from Arca, Brie Runway, Rina Sawayama, and a whole bunch more Dawn of Chromatica. All that music out now on September 3rd, along with this last one that we want to play from the hip-hop producer LaRange. It's called The World is Still Chaos, But I Feel Better. Yeah. 
This is Larange. The album is The World is Still Chaos, but I feel better. Uh, the song we're hearing from it is Talk to Friendly Walls. We go back to WXPN's John Morrison for this, what I thought was a very, very John Morrison core album. <laughs> John Morrison core. I like that. Tell me, like tell me that. I'm wrong. You, no, not at all. This is, this is definitely uh, right up my alley. LaRange is a hip-hop producer. He's from North Carolina. In the past, he's collaborated with MCs like Jeremiah J. He did a record with Cool Keith, Namir Blade. And he makes these really beautiful, textured, and understated sample-based beats. And in this album, you know, is is more of that. It's, it's a, a gorgeous instrumental hip-hop record. Yeah, he has a way of cutting up samples that breathes so much life into them. They just feel, I don't know, just so so vibrant and alive, but never overdone. Yeah, absolutely. Just from a sampling and sound design standpoint, this record, uh, it's a real delight to the ears. And, you know, even beyond all the cool, like, tricky technical stuff that he does with sound and sample chopping, the compositions themselves hit hard and and they're like dripping with emotion too we have to listen to a lot of stuff for for this show and uh i looked at the record and i saw it had 22 tracks and i thought oh no (laughs) there goes the next couple of days but it's 22 tracks in basically a half an hour and you know so he jumps around a lot uh he doesn't follow any one thread for very long but there is one overall theme to the album that i love and that is the importance of understanding um you know, life is just hard and that things can be awful, but it's still possible to be okay, you know, and to find joy in life. Yeah, absolutely. And and to have an, a record that's essentially instrumental, but to be able to still communicate that sort of feeling and, and that message is, you know, the mark of somebody who's mastered the craft at beat making. LaRange is the artist as new and as the world is still chaos, but I feel better. Thanks so much, John. Thank you, Robin. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. You can listen to the songs we featured on this week's show and a whole bunch of other singles that came out this week in our expanded New Music Friday playlist. You'll find it in Apple Music and Spotify. Just open those apps and search for NPR. You can also listen on our website at npr.org slash allsongs. And as always, sign up for our weekly newsletter to keep up with the latest from New Music Friday, Tiny Desks, and more. You can get that at npr.org slash musicnewsletter. And for NPR Music, I'm Robin Hilton. Have a great weekend, be well, and treat yourself to lots of music. <laughs>